going? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. A new promo offer is here. Head to ProLineStadium.com and you can earn up to $50 in parlay tokens each week. Now until September 3rd, make a wager of $15 or more on a three or more pick parlay that includes baseball on ProLine, Stadium Bets, or Fantasy will earn you a $10 parlay token that can be earned on ProLine Parlay of three or more picks that include at least one baseball event. Maximum of five tokens can be earned each week. Tokens expire September 30th. Bet on ProLine all season long at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app. Must be 19 years of age or older. Please play responsibly. All right, we're going. I hope everyone's having, uh, or I guess the week just started. I hope everyone had a great weekend out there. Uh, whoever's listening in podcast land, the High Button crew won their first ever golf tournament. Shout out to the Junior B Penguins for having us. Great event, Fox Hollow, classy course. Um, we had a great time, shot 14 under. The putts were just falling for us. Uh, I think that was Friday afternoon, and then Saturday morning we got up, drove to Port Hood, did a little hiring, did a little internet checking out we did a little uh you know scouted some rinks some views um couple meetings out in uh, cape breton so just an overall really successful weekend and you know i guess friday's the weekend too you know what i mean just just an over you know how many what am i trying to say here how many hours are in three days 24 times three 72 hours so we you know great 72 hours you wake up monday morning uh, and you just get after it with the podcast to to tell everyone that's listening to stories about what we just did. So um, a lot's happening in the sports world. Jays, Austin Matthews signing, uh, in-house podcast, myself, Jeff Warburton. Dudes is here as well. It's going to be a great episode. Here we go. You know what comes next. Here we go. Monday morning. We're back at it. Don't have a voice, but that's all right. That's what we do for a living. We talk. How about you boys? You boys got a voice? You're good? I'm doing pretty good, yeah. I don't know. Does my voice sound normal? <laughs> Jeff, you got a Hanging voice? Hanging in there. Yep. Hanging in. There we go. It's dry. guess you can't complain about the weather, though. Just hot out. For once, yeah. That's the thing about us here in the Maritimes. As soon as it gets too hot, it's like, ah, it's too hot. I'm going inside. <laughs> as soon as it rains, ah, it's too rainy. I'm going inside. Just you just got to be inside. That's <laughs> all, all we like to do inside. But no, you know, the weekend, it's, uh, you know, I was doing some math earlier and I added up what three days is in an hour and it came to 72. So the past 72 hours have been pretty productive for the company that we like to call High Button Sports. You put a, a golf one in there, mm-hmm. you put a, a hire in there, you get a internet rink check in there, and you get 18 holes of golf in there. If you put that all into 72 hours, I think that looks pretty good to any standard of any human being. If correct me if i'm wrong but i think that was pretty good anyone want to debate that uh no no arguments here from me you throw that even just like the golf is like an added that the things you named before that were very a good weekend very productive and then you throw in 18 holes of golf which is well no that's what i'm wrong now because we played more than 18 we played 36 holes because the tournament oh yeah and then two nines wow even better on paper now oh you guys got the nine in on sunday yeah yeah no. cleared up a bit well here's the thing dudes and i went to two courses and when we pulled up it was well you were at one of them obviously anaganish and you get there and it's just that little light rain we all know it from birth it's not <laughs> raining it's not mist 
it's just that classic Nova Scotia. How are you doing? I'm, I might ruin your day, Rain. Yeah, true. Spitting. Spit is that? Yeah, that's a good yeah. word to describe it. Spitting. So, in our blood, what do we do? Obviously, we wait. We're patient <laughs> because we all know here in Nova Scotia things could change like that. So we sit. We talk to the gods, the golf gods. We call a friend, as dudes like to say. <laughs> and we wait, and we wait, and we wait. But as we wait, what's happening? That golf itch is saying, you go golf. Mm-hmm. Go, go. It's only 40 bucks. <laughs> it's only 40 bucks. Go golf. <laughs> go swing the club. In the rain. In the rain, in the mist. In the, what do you say, spitting? Spitting. In the spit. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually that itch just gets a hold of you. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, you're head to toe in, I guess you could say, rain gear. You had you had ball gear on, ball rain gear. Yes, sir. I didn't even have rain gear. I just had wind gear. And Jeff was I Jeff had a was greasy Jeff. old sweater. Yeah, Jeff, you know. And we're out there hacking it. Paid the money. And it was nice for the first hole. At least that Anakin-ish. Mm. But then eventually we get to that second, third hole, and it's pouring. But it's hard to complain here, fellas. You're, you're golfing. Yeah, exactly. You're smiling. You're working. You're doing everything you want to do. So we got it in, and... Uh, yeah, you got the itch out. And Jeff played probably the round of his summer. Oh, Maybe round life. of the life, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Best round since COVID, for sure. He was feeling uh, confident in the meltdown sweater. That's what it was. <laughs> I was just happy everything went good in Cape Breton. I could have done anything. I could have went out there and dangled you. Bang, bingo. That's the. <laughs> I think that's the main thing, too, and I think that's where the whole thought process with the golf came from is, like, we sat on the deck to see how wet we were going to get, but in that time, we could have golfed, yep. you know? So eventually, we just had to pull the trigger, but I think – had the day not gone as good or as successful, we probably weren't going to have such an itch to golf because you're kind of down. You're yeah. like, mm. you know, let's just go sit down and sulk, basically. What do like, they say? You, you can't. It's hard to work. It's hard to have fun when you don't get the work done. But the work was done. Exactly. So it's exactly. like, all right, got to reward yourself a little bit. Let's have some fun. So that's why I, earlier, because we digressed big time, but we played 36, yes. We played 18 at Fox Hollow, got the dub. And then we played nine at Andy Ganesh and then nine at Glen Love, just for the... The listeners, right? We didn't play 18 in one day. We split it up. That's what you do. Have you ever won a golf tournament before? <laughs> God, no, man. I never <laughs> even thought I would. Like, yeah. um, I said, I think I said that to Lise last night. I was like, to, to even play in a golf tournament, like to even be in a position where someone would even allow me to be on their team, other than like, you know, that tournament specifically, because it was company, um, is wild. Yeah. Never thought I'd ever even come close. Is he centered on the camera? Not really, no. I can adjust. Yeah, just adjust yeah. him while he's talking. Just, like, adjust him really bit. Oh, because I'm sweating. We got to, like, move this way. Just yeah. move your mic and everything this way. lean on that side. Bad ribs and Cavendish. Is he good there? Yeah, that's better. Okay. Perfect. No, same. I was like, you know, here's the problem, I think, with winning the golf tournaments, unless it's not televised, is no one believes you. Oh. No one believes you. And I swear, we walked into that clubhouse, like I had a bottle of water in my hand, you had a bottle of water in your hand, mm-hmm. and we walked in confident because we actually shot 14 under. Then I realized, wait a second, there's people in here who've had a couple more pops than us, and they're going to be a little bit more questionable than <laughs> obviously we are of our score because we did it. Like, it was a legit, yep. like, trust me, I'm amazed 14 under too. Some putts were falling that shouldn't have fallen. Yeah, and I've played in golf tournaments, and I've had that mindset of there's no way they shot. 17 under there's no way they did that and when you're the guy who actually won it sucks kind of yeah, yeah, no, yeah. One, no one thinks that you're the guy no one thinks you shot that score especially me you know like that was the main point at the club host was like you're a hacker there's no way you guys were 14 under and i kept saying to them dude it, i don't know if you guys have ever heard of a scramble 
which is what this was. I don't mean shit. I always went first, shot my ball 190 yards, landed somewhere where we could play it, and you guys have no pressure now. You guys can pump it down the fairway, get as close as we can. Like I, pro- I probably used four of my shots on 18 holes. Like I was, they were. You guys were letting me putt the close ones, like I was your son or something <laughs> like that. But, um, but that's the thing. Like it's a scramble, man. It's like get better players then. Yeah, you you <laughs> managed. Well, you're into fantasy and that type of stuff, right? So you're you're a GM anyways. Yeah, that's right. So GM you were mode. the GM of this foursome, mm-hmm. and you succeeded. That's right. That's what yeah, you said. Yeah, and at, at one point it was supposed to be a legit high button foursome. Yeah. You know, for months on end it was supposed to be me and Mark, but I guess the GM, you know, made some tough cuts. So <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing about the official. It's like Moneyball. It's like Brad Pitt when you cut a guy. <laughs> Don't gotta be emotional. Just you know, you gotta let it be. You're cut. Yeah. We're moving on. We're moving from you. That's what he yeah. did. <laughs> you didn't even have the gall to hear it from the manager. Had, I to, almost, he- had I almost, to hear from you. I almost got cut. I was Jerry Seinfeld. I was almost off the team, but the luckily reason, the yeah. rain helped me out. The only reason I was manager is because the first tournament got canceled or postponed so i was still on the team and then we already had like the players in place really all that changed was billy couldn't go like because originally you and mark both couldn't go because you weren't here but then they rescheduled it so it just got kind of messed up right but anyways we won so but is that true well, i don't know if i was ever officially asked dates i think it was just kind of no you I were was... you said you were somewhere you was were it, was it supposed to be the weekend before yeah. 19th? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. You were, gotcha. it, was, it was us three and You were in Toronto. Mark, God. I think. No, I was in uh, family camping. No, oh, okay, so there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. I, yeah, yeah. I just... Uh, and then after that point, man, you don't even you don't even mess with anything. You don't, you just, you're just oh, like, man, yeah. it's... Because people were like, I can't play that day and I can't do this. And it's just like... Oh, oh I don't I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. It's just funny you were talking about the GM making cuts yeah. and everything. I was like... Do you think we would have went 14 under guys. with all of the four of us? <laughs> no. no way. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the answer. Not a you guys got the win for the brand. That's the most important. It was well, a great day. Yeah, I walked around with my chest held out high. Like I came home, told Sarah, did nothing happened, but <laughs> like she didn't care. But you know, at least to myself and hopefully to all the listeners, there's a little bit more of a holy oh, fourteen under. Even though it had nothing to do with me or you, it was all's and all's and Scotty. But still, we had a great time. We got it done. I will say that the one of the reasons we were so good is because you're you're a hundred in game. You got like the flop down. shots, man. You had those dialed. You, like there wasn't very many where you've you shot and weren't five feet or less. And you know what I relate that to is my backyard. Oh yeah, it's just my backyard because there's rocks back there. So if you hit it too far, the it's gonna hit a rock, hit the neighbor. So it's almost like every time I'm practicing in my backyard, I'm nervous a bit, and I really like focus in on it. Mm. And I actually think that helps. Like I think just the backyard, and there's also like so I got a little red ant issue. So I'm always getting like crawled on. So mm. there's always something in my head like tickling me while I'm chipping. <laughs> you deal you know, with adversity. In the you backyard. know, there's a little adversity in the mm. backyard. So when I'm out of the course and you know you're just here having fun with the guys, there's no red ants, there's no rocks, so I can just chip freely. So yeah. the backyard chipping, it's almost like a little bit of torture, and I, I like that torture. So I can you know translate it into a real game or to a tournament. And I could be talking on my ass, but that's what I think it is. Building character in the backyard, man. Yeah. It's true though. Like you're constantly thinking of shit. Like there's sometimes I pull my club back and I hit like a T or something like that. And I just completely go off the rails because of it. It's just like, why? That was something so small, (laughs) so small, you know, that day we won, I could have played 36. I don't, man, I've never even, obviously I've never played around like that, but like just everything was going our way. Like even when you like, you'd miss on the left side of the fringe and then it would just like hit something and roll back down on the collar. And then it would just lip off on the collar onto the green enough that you could putt it. It was just like, 
No, even when we were missing, it wasn't a miss. You know, it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. It was super weird because even on the last hole, we're like, don't know the scores. We had like a, you know, it was a what, right to left downhill putt, probably like twenty feet, and you're sitting there going, "There's no chance we're burying this for birdie." I lip out, you skunk one, all slips out, and then Scotty just steps up and buries it. I will say this: every time you went first, like everyone was behind you. Yep. Like everyone was learning from your <laughs> of mistake. That's just what it was, and he we all like cared. Role. Like we were actually like, because once we were at like seven under, I think we, I don't know, we might have been like seven under. I don't know what hole it was, but we all kind, no one said it. But we all knew in our heads, okay, maybe we could win this thing. Yeah. Mm. And that's kind of when everyone just took it a little, not that we didn't take it serious to start, but once we were at seven under, we're like, all right, boys, maybe we can do something here. Like, you ever, you ever heard of the dream team? Let's try to repeat it. <laughs> something like that. So, you know, it was, it was, it was a great day. Awesome. Um, is Are you ready to talk about the Matthews contract? Or are you, do you want to wait till the next episode? I don't <sighs> I'm not much into that kind of stuff. I I don't really have like a in depth or like a non like a an opinion that's going to mean anything really. I don't, I'm happy he's in Toronto. I don't, four years seems like a scapegoat just to get out of there. At the end of the, at the end, if they don't win in the next two years or three years, I'm just like, why wouldn't you have just signed him for nine off the get go? What did know? he sign originally? He signed for like five, maybe, maybe six. But yeah, like he gives Willie, who's time. over in Sweden. You know, forever holding out, and he gives him like nine years, gives Taveras nine years into his 40s. But you don't give your number one pick the eight year, nine year contract. You sign him for like five and then four. And it's, it's just, it's, I don't know. it's him, man. He doesn't want to do it. Okay. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. I don't know. You know, Matthews, man. He's like a, he's like a kind of a trendy guy. You know, mm-hmm. he went and played Swiss League instead of juniors or university. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he came over. He's like best buddies with. Bieber there you know he's kind of on top of, I just think it's his personality to be like yeah I'll commit the next four years to you I like playing yeah. for you I like this Toronto lifestyle it's like everything you could ask for is for him but he's I think was he gonna be like the end of four years 30 he's yeah. gonna be 30 and he's still gonna have a monster contract all the money will have gone up he can really mm-hmm. choose like you said it'll probably be Toronto again it might not be but he just kind of like strikes me as that type of guy Man, just I, like a mover and a shaker, like a trendy. You know what I mean? Like kind of just pushing things, doing new things. I think you're right. I think that's a good point. And I think you don't really know. I feel like he he I, he definitely wants to win. Whether people think he's out there to win or not, nobody really knows. But I think at the end of the day, he wants to win. Who doesn't like? Who honestly suits up in a professional sport? The odd guy, okay. But who does? And it's like, eh. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really care about the Stanley Cup, you know. So I think you're that's a good point because he probably took the four years, thought, okay, or five years originally and was like, okay, we have a shot to win this, like good pieces. And now he probably still believes in it. Yeah. Because you don't know what's going on behind. Like imagine being in one of those conversations with the agent and the and the GM or whatever. I but know. yeah, you're right. He, and he is more of like a, he strikes me more of like a, as a Hollywood person than a yeah, hockey player, right? Yeah. Like, he's a trendy guy. And like, when you kind of just break it down to basic humans, like interaction, we all expect these players to sign these big tenure contracts when they're 22. Mm-hmm. Great, fine, whatever. Move it along. That's the expectation in hockey. So it's like, it's not really that out of the realm for him to be like, yeah, I'm going to be 30. I'm already going to, I've been playing since my rookie or since he was immediately drafted. The big four goal game. Everyone remembers. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's really not that crazy to think about in theory. Sure. But just with hockey, it's like we're used to like massive contract, These massive days. contract. You move, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. It's like everyone's like, like he'll probably end up playing his whole career there. But 
No, you think? Nah, nah, man, I don't think nah. so. That, really? I think that's part of the four-year thing because he's like, listen, dude. I've been your franchise player, the face of this thing. I've been holding it together. The media's eating me apart. I haven't said anything really controversial. We need to win or I'm out of here, man. Like, I, you can't be the number one overall pick and not win. Like, I'm sorry. You just can't. There's not. There's probably lots there's of them. There's a lot of them who haven't. But, yeah, I, you know, they put the different expectation on themselves. It's true, yeah. yeah. And obviously that was a ridiculous statement. You can't be the number one yeah. pick without winning a cup. But, like, when there's guys like McDavid and Matthews and McKinnon and, like, Sid – those number like there's number one overall picks that are just kind of like all right like Neil Yakupov, are you <laughs> Don't joking bring me? Him up, please. So like there's that's what I'm saying though like the elite level for sure number one no doubt. Mm-hmm. Put the team on the back if they want to type players need to win. Yeah, plain and simple. That's all I'll say. I and guess they need I to win in Edmonton. <laughs> that's no, right. And the least. I always think the teams that win have just depth. Like the leaders are always there, but like I always think of Pittsburgh winning that winning that first cup and like Talbot was the guy who stepped up in Game Seven in mm-hmm. Detroit. You know, you just you, oh, you know, yeah. every time you see these championship teams, you just have these weird underdog players yep. that just somehow make it happen. Like, I remember Sid was hurt his first couple. He, he played, but like, remember he got hit with the knee? Oh, yeah. And he was like, he didn't play at all in the third. It's just like, I don't know. Uh, he, yeah. he got obviously like he helped get them there, but it just, I think depth has always been the answer and it'll always be the answer. Absolutely. Goaltending uh, yeah. too as well. Uh, well, that's yeah. it's just, it's. As much as we sit here, it goes, Matthew has to do it. McDavid has yeah. to do it. You know, yeah. Nate did it. Oh, shut up, Nate, buddy. But, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's that, it's that depth. Yeah. It's just, well, yeah, you, I don't know. Just off the top of my head, like Joel Ward, Joel Ward had that big goal for Washington. He was a fourth line guy. Obviously the, probably his third the, shift, the Boston versus Chicago, Dave Bowl. Was it Dave Bolin no. who scored? Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then obviously they had the other guy um, on Boston who beat the Leafs. Uh, he scored late, like in that infamous game Krejci? with Reimer. No. Like just like bowling, what is that? Other I think guy's I've name? just forgotten that. Game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, to your point, it's always those guys. Was it Lekkinen for the Avalanche who had the big one? Like, Arturi? yeah, maybe. It yeah. never ends up being the. the Cogliano was a great fit too. Yeah, I think of guys like Justin Williams. Yeah, for oh, the yeah. Stanley Cup winners. You know, like I guess that was a little bit more like our era. I guess. Yeah. That was um, Chicago, LA. But just, you're right, the depth, yeah. third Carolina. line. Because yeah. technically, in my head, if I'm the coach or the manager, I'm going, okay, my third line, I got, you know, the top dogs are the top dogs. You can roll those guys 30 minutes a game, 35 minutes a game, okay? You get your second line out, you hope that they're doing their duties. But a third line needs to be able to get out there and be worry-free for the rest. Because when you're the top line um, and you're on the bench and you watch the other team dominate your other line or your third line, and now the pressure's on you again instead of just going like, okay, the third line goes out there, keeps it in their zone, mm. lets the big dogs rest, mm-hmm. maybe get a goal, throw a couple hits, keep the puck out of their end, let everybody sit and rest on the bench worry-free. Yeah, That's no your you're not depth, get guys. Scored against. Mm-hmm. That's right. And yeah. I only know that, like, I remember, this is a, a horrible comparison, but when I was playing in East Hance, and you're like one of the top two lines, and you look out, and you just scored two, but the other two lines give up three, and you're like, God, mm. like man, like if we scored one goal, two goals each a line, we should come away with this thing. Yeah, like what are we doing? If you're serious about winning playoff series, you need to string shifts together. Yep, you string them together. It's get you know, get six shifts in a row where you're keeping that pressure on. That makes the world a difference compared to like your top two lines going out. Doing good and coming yeah. back, watching you got your other two get walked over. You yeah. gotta string them together. You gotta. You don't want your top two lines playing defense the whole time out there. No, absolutely. Right. Not. Every team that I've been on that's been great, just great third line. Like Max, I think I like Safaris right in the middle. Yeah. Just was... like any, he's always defensively responsible. Never really mm. like scored a bunch. You know, just these guys that are just there that are just, 
you're not worried. You can just go back out and do your job. Worry-free. You know, worry-free. That third, fourth line. Think about how much helps. easier to breathe when, when something goes right and all of a sudden you don't have to worry about it now. Oh, my God. Like, even <laughs> if you're tied and, like, your third line scores just unexpectedly. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It gives you so much more confidence going out as the first, second line guy. It's like, okay, now you just have to put one in and you win rather than put one in to tie it. Yep. Just, oh, man. You want to play catch up. But that's the thing. You give Matthews that money, yeah, he'll get those goals, but... Who knows if that brings depth? That's oh, good. I mean, for the, that's the Leafs. That's their whole thing. You right? could say that about Edmonton too. Like McDavid. Yeah. Make, here's the thing: McDavid makes the NHL look great. Oh God, he makes oh. the NHL look good. He he makes the NHL look like a model, like a Victoria's <laughs> Secret model. It's just the you best. see, you see, mm. you see McDavid go down the ice and put a puck in a net. You just want to become a fan of hockey. But what else? Well, what else? You know, second, who, second best player in the league is yeah. also on the yeah, team. Yeah, but aren't they on but, the same line? No, no, they're not. But well, he's not on the third he, line. <laughs> he ain't on the third line. He's in the. He's mixed in on that top six. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's definitely you know, it's a discussion. It's would all you, about would you, would you shaving. Say it, would you say it's a similar problem, Edmonton, Toronto? I'd say Toronto has it a little worse. Not even because of their own fault, but just because of t- strictly timing. Toronto had to pay all their guys like right before COVID. And no one could have predicted COVID, and obviously COVID made it a flat salary cap, right? So Toronto's thinking they're going to be able to dole out these four or five contracts, and there's going to be extra money when they come back around. COVID hits, it's come back around, and there's no extra money because it's been a flat cap for so many. So they did get screwed in that sense. Mm -hmm. The Oilers paid a little bit earlier, so they were able to work it. But yeah, we've definitely run into our problems. We got screwed by... More just the market, like Seth Jones signing that massive contract forced us into the nurse one. Oh, yeah. You know, Jack Campbell signed. You know, I, I I'm never gonna complain too much about a goalie on five mil because you see some of the other goalies in the league who are you Terrible, know making more. eight, nine, ten mil. Bobrovsky, uh, you know, those guys. So it is what it is, but. The Leafs do have it just a little bit worse in the sense that they've really had to like shave off their big guys. Yeah, I agree. With, I think, pretty much anything you could say about this topic, I'd agree with. But in Toronto's case, they just have way more big dogs than Edmonton has. Like, yeah, Edmonton has McDavid, but, like, Toronto has, like, six studs. Like, well, household think- names. And, like, how you just you need to win with guys like that, man. Like, they have the – and last year they have a good, they had a good roster. They filled it out. The only thing I'll say is you, when you add that many players at the, at the deadline, it kind of messes up your – the flow of the team right so if you bring in one or two big pieces instead of like nine like dubas did he brought in like two full lines and got rid of two full lines like it's tough to get that that juju back in your team and the chemistry so i just think toronto's in a worse spot because they, they just on paper they're a much better team than most teams and they just need to put it together it's ridiculous it really is well they're just a cursed <laughs> team also you can do all the signing you want but if you're cursed i don't want to believe in the tough <laughs> it's tough <laughs> anyways Figure it out. It'll be a fun year watching hockey on TV. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Um, Cape Breton trip was fun, though. You know? Port Hood's not that far. I was saying to dudes on the drive out, like, when you're a kid, Port Hood to Halifax, that's a lifetime away. Mm. When you're an adult and you chuck in two coffees, you're there in a minute. Like, I love driving on this province. You got water on your left. You got water on the right. You got great highways. Not the best, actually, but I don't know. There's something about Port Hood that I just did not expect and it was a fun trip to get there i didn't mind it it's probably a lot harder i'm sure in the winter mm-hmm. that's pretty you know i'm pretty sure there's no debate in there <laughs> but uh just a lot of fun great rink cold brought back a lot of memories 
Oh, dude. A lot of memories. Good you felt ash. like a pro when you played there because it would be, you know, Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. There would be a, maybe, you know, 300 people there, and it made it feel like there was 30,000 in there. It was just really cool to be back in there with no ice and see it, smell it, listen mm-hmm. to it, talk to it. It was a really good experience, and I'm excited for uh, the Cape Breton West uh, Islanders contract. It's going to be fun. Dude, what a year. Bring them in, right? They got the goaltending. They're going to be a top three team. Tons of history. Lots of guys, back, Lots of guys coming back from last year. The Al McGinnis Arena? Are you Al kidding McGinnis me? Arena. We're right but, in there. You know? Firing on all cylinders. The the streaming setup was pretty much like Ugh. built for us. There's a little step, a little ledge. Yeah, no mesh for you watching at home. Is you're going to be on top of that ice with them, Jeez. and you're going to be watching Rice Stewart. Yeah. You know, you're going to hear some thing. things. You're going to be emailing us saying, "Hi, button, turn that mic down." I heard a couple <laughs> profanities on. Yeah, that. the boy Brad Chandler <laughs> yeah. is going to be bringing you all the history you can ever imagine and ever want for the True. West Islanders. The stream's going to be so good, you're going to be yeah. upset. Like, yeah, it's, I'm just so excited for it. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm really excited to see how it uh, challenges us and how we, we step up to the challenge and how we deliver. It's going to be great. Yeah, it was nice to get back in to the the work group. You know, it was nice to get back together and put our heads together and shake off the rust, as you said, on our way up there. And we got a couple new gadgets that we're working with, which is super fun. Um, but for me personally, man, I don't give a shit what it is. If you want to do a roadie, I'm down. I don't care what we're doing. You want to go get eggs, fresh, firm, you know, really good eggs and four hours away, done. We're going to the valley. You know, it doesn't matter to me, and it's nice to to do it with the fellas, especially when you get some shit done. You know, like it's nice to go up there and travel and do all that stuff, but you go up and, you know, you you meet the guy that you're interviewing, and he turns out to be a real good fella, as far as we can tell right now, real good fit. Um, You pull that off. The Internet's better. You you can't even get phone service in the rink, but the Internet was dynamite so far, so good, knock on wood. And then you just leave there. You leave there happy. It was nice. Port Hood's beautiful. Not in the winter. The winter, it's horrible from what I remember. But, man, you're on the water. There's parks. There's trails. People driving side-by-sides. You know, there's 14 horns we heard. Mm. Everybody knew everybody. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it's a cool, it's always cool to see a rink without the ice. I'll say that. I'll say this. Any young entrepreneur, any young student, any young up-and-comer, it's a rule I didn't live by when I uh, was coming up in this this thing that we like to call planet earth homework hated it didn't do it didn't open a book till i was i don't know if i still have but in 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 doing homework in basically what i'm saying is do your research is a, a rule that we live and die by here there's been times where you know myself didn't do my homework jeff didn't do his homework dudes didn't do his homework other people just we didn't do our homework on some incidences and that's where you learn your biggest lessons. So one thing I'll say to everyone out there looking to do something uh, in this world before you execute, do your homework a little bit. Look around your scenario. Understand the scenario before you get into it. When's the first Cape Breton West game? A month from now. A month from now. So think about that. High Button Sports went to a rink a month before to do homework. A month before. So now all three of us can put our heads on a pillow and rest and sleep mm-hmm. a little bit easier. If I was going into a stream, into a rink, and I didn't know the rink, I didn't know the internet, I didn't know who was doing it, I wouldn't be able to sleep. And there's people out there that run companies that don't do their homework, and it's easy to tell. It's easy to tell. We've all seen these companies who go out and do what they do, and the quality's just not there. And it's because <laughs> they don't do their homework. So a little bit of advice, anything. 
just a little bit of advice. If you're starting something, doesn't matter if you're selling lemonade on your the end of your driveway. Taste the lemonade. Make sure it's good. Do your homework. Add a little sugar. Take a little water out. A little more lemon. Just do your homework to make sure that your product is top notch. Because if there's a thing or a rule, something that's gotten us from point A to point B, and that's helped us a lot, is we do our homework before the the big show. Just like any athlete, they go to yeah. the gym, they stretch, Game they footage. work, they eat the right, they eat the right foods. That's all in the same category as doing your homework. You look right now. There's that. I don't want to say eh, the whatever the, the you know the BioSteel camp that's going on in Halifax right now. All those big dogs are here. When does camp start for the NHL? Two weeks from mm. two weeks. Yep. Not that those guys haven't done. Preseason in twenty nine days. Yeah, mm. not that those guys haven't done their homework. Obviously, they're in the NHL. They've done their homework, but it's perfect timing for BioSteel to have this camp right before camp, just to get the boys you know feel things out. Smart. They're doing their homework. They're stretching the groin, shooting the puck, getting getting the feel again. Nothing and nothing too crazy either, right? Too crazy. So just do your homework. That's all I'm asking. Do your homework because if you don't, it'll show. That's a, That's a message from High Boss Sports. And that's why we're going up to Moncton next week. That's you know, right. a month in advance. You get yeah. these things done. We were going to go last weekend, but the Morgan Wallen concert. Mm-hmm. Last night we let the liquor talk. You got it right this time. Mm-hmm. What did I say? The last time I listened to you guys, you guys did the podcast one, another time, an in-host one, and... <laughs> I think you were pretty close to getting the lyrics right, but right. you even you took a shot at it, and I respect that. Last you know? night we let the liquor talk. That's right. I never really took you for a country guy, really, like or a remembering things guy. But I lyrics, remember things, just not lyrics. <laughs> not lyrics. Songs yeah, I like. make my own up or like sports <laughs> stats or you know way better that stuff. <laughs> you do remember lots. The weirdest things. Yeah, but not like not really names or. No. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of the times when you get lyrics wrong, you have the lyrics right; they're just in the wrong order. Yeah, that's called. Isn't that dyslexic? Listexic. Yeah. Listexic. Yeah. <laughs> <It's laughs> now I don't even know what it's called. See what I mean? Oh man, that's awesome. Do your homework. Do your homework. That's but funny no, that you say that. Moncton was just juice, like trying to book a hotel. Mm. We just couldn't. So yeah, we did our homework. Found out Morgan Wallen was staying there. We said we're not going. <laughs> yeah, there's the homework right oh, there. Yeah. Yeah. It only took ten seconds, but it's my first ever B. <laughs> If I knew earlier, I would have applied for like media passes. Did I ever tell you that story about like this was Vancouver when Tom and I were out there and we just did the podcast and I had a camera and this was just, this is the most random thing, but there was a, like a festival next to Tommy's house and you could kind of see, you could see the lineup to get in from where we were living or I don't know. We just knew about the lineup maybe. And it was around the corner. And I went on the website just to see how much tickets were or whatever, yada, yada. And I saw a section on the website that said, like, media entrance, whatever. So I was like, media? Hmm. Well, we have a podcast. You know, we, we have, have a camera. Four, we've got four episodes. we got a podcast. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, I was like, so, like, I just, like, applied for media. And I don't even know if I got accepted or not. I didn't, like, I, I the day of, I applied. So I was like, I don't know. Let's on the way let, there. On the way there. So I just, I, we had the camera. So I took the camera to the festival. And I'm telling you, boys, the lineup, you, we might not have got in if we didn't, um, like, but, and have apply for media. So dudes, or not dudes, Tommy and I, we go to, like, the front. <laughs> we bought everyone. Not bought. We are media. And we go, uh, <laughs> yeah. hey, like, this is where it wasn't called High Button Sports. It was just High Button. Like, hey, we're High Button. Um we applied for media passes. Like, here's our camera. We're ready to, we're ready. 
we didn't know what to say. Like we didn't know what to say. Like, hey, where's the media request booth? Where do we get our passes? We didn't know what to say. We're just like, hey, we're here. And there was like a 19 year old security girl. She had no idea what we were saying. She just goes, so, yeah, you're good to go, I guess. And just walked right by her. Oh. And that was my first lesson of like, okay, if you have a camera, you can get into places. So then that's kind of where the whole like the mentality, the, like the mentality of like, oh wait, people, if you have a camera, people just kind of let you do yeah. things. So the like, business that, was born that day. Yeah, like that was kind of like the start of it. Just like I, if it wasn't for seeing that media application on this fair website. Who knows? It worked out. Was that the festival where you guys did inter- like, interviews and Tommy did the yeah, Tommy Sprat? Yeah, it was like the P&E. Or no, it was like the SAP. <laughs> he was interviewing uh, the stri- animals? Strategic Animal Placement. Yeah. <laughs> was that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, this is a, a classic scenario of staff. Yeah, that was, was it. Yeah, okay. The video's still on YouTube. It's <laughs> a great video. That's when I first became a fan. Was it? Yeah, and I then we went to Italy not long after. You guys had like 11 episodes, and I'm pretty sure... I might have been one of the only like listeners. Yeah, probably. Download the episodes. I listened to all of them on the bus ride from somewheres to somewheres in Italy. I, I remember we I'd upload it and then I'd wait like 24 hours to see the downloads and I'd come home from work and be like, "Come on, be over 12. Please be over like 13. Be just be over 20." And you get there and it would be like 19 and you'd be like, "All right." Yeah. <laughs> Four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 19 people listening. Let's go. <laughs> Those used to be- kill me, man. It was the best. Is, it's so much. It's funny. That was going to be my main point about you said the one thing I took from that to your homework thing was you weren't or that story about the festival story was it wasn't called High Button Sports. It was just High Button. And I think that might have been the biggest shift moment that you could have made sports. for success was to put it to sports because as much as we wanted to do the entertainment and stuff like that, that just isn't what we knew. Yeah. Right, we knew sports. We thought we did, and we knew hockey. You know, high like, button was a little confusing too. It's like, all right, high button, but what is high button? That's right. But if you put sports, it's like, okay, you have somewhat of a direction at least. Yeah, and people it, know why you're here. It gives right? you a base to build the sports, and now at this far into the game, now we can do entertainment stuff, and you just call it high button, yeah. like the high. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, you just needed that base to build off of, and now instead of trying to do it both at the same time, and now that the sports is established, you can just. I like Do it. Whatever. I like the name. It's a stupid name, but I like it. High I, button sports. Where I like how I, simple yeah. it is, bro. When I'm telling grandmas and grandpas in the rink, high button. What what's this on YouTube? They, you know, they know the yeah. word YouTube. They know the word high button sports. Three Google, words they yeah. used for a hundred like, years. You know, you know how like these brands they always try to mix names. They're yeah. like they try to like put all the last names together, junk like that. This is three words that every single person who knows English is gonna know. Yeah. And the word YouTube. That's four things you need to know to get to our content, which is a big thing, man. No more than six letters we have in each word. (laughs) button sports. Easy. High, yeah, it's hard to, you can't forget that. No. And it makes you question it, too. You go, okay, I'm going to look that up. What's that about? It's different. Discussion. What does that mean? High button, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Everyone's always like, oh, is it about weed? And you're like, no. I thought that, too, when I first started. Yeah, because some, yeah, some people thought it was high, like H-I button. Yeah, like high, how are you? Hi, button. Hi. You know, like that. <laughs> um, I remember waking up the morning, one morning, because we were hot, the high button. And then I woke up and I went through Twitter, X or C or Y or whatever they call it now. And I looked and I'm like, high button sports. I'm like, it's either someone ripped our name and yeah. made a sports company or Belly just said, the hell with the high button. We're going high button sports. And I remember being so jacked up when you told me that it was sports. I was like, finally. Mm. Like, not finally, but I'm like, okay, maybe I can actually help out with this now. Direction. I don't know anything about musicians or anything. I know yeah. sports. 
That's it. Yeah. But yeah. it's like that was a big moment in the company because I just feel like even with the name in our own heads, that's what you know to attack for your market, for your demographic is the sports world, right? We were just like, we were going, okay, do we want to do a thrift shopper today or do we want to do a, a rapper or do we want to do an athlete or, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was just like, it's so much harder to pick a lane and figure out your niche and just, yeah. you know, but sports just narrowed it down for I'll, us. I'll tell you one thing. If it wasn't sports, I don't know if I'd be here right That's now. Right. Cause I remember the first time I ever saw the name was uh, when Mark first started working here and he went from Double M Enterprises Incorporation on Facebook and he said, <laughs> he said, uh, switch into uh, High Button Sports. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I was still in university, but I, the name, like, st- I was like, there's a smaller media company, which is what I wanted to do mm-hmm. in Halifax with the name Sports in it. If it would have just said Mark went to like High Button, yeah. I probably never would have thought about it again. But when I came back through COVID, you know, I knew like my brother kind of knew you and I knew it, sports was in the name. I just graduated sport media. That's right. If it was just high button, there's a very high chance that yeah. I'm not here. Those early days, like when Mark first started, <laughs> when Mark first started, it was good because it implied a discipline in me to come down here and sit, even though we did nothing. Like me and Mark would literally sit here for eight hours and just go, what should we do? And think about that with Mark. We're like, we don't and know. He'd go, I don't know. I'd be like, I mean, either. <laughs> yeah you told them to write a wrestling blog yeah. i'd be like all right i'm gonna go up i'll be back in a bit i just go up there and make like four t's sit down and just think and come back down like what about this and you just obviously go okay <laughs> try it did it work no okay like you, you don't like those days oh yeah think about it monday to friday nine to five like we would sit here and just try things but you don't even know, like you didn't you don't have any even... direction to what to what try what exactly. You know exactly. We're trying shit, but we don't know know what yeah. any of it is. Just, <laughs> just. Oh, I think I did that for like three or four days with you, and then I I bowed out. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I can get these hours at home because yeah. I was co-oping with you. I was like, I'll sit on Photoshop in my bedroom for four hours instead but, of down here. But that was my problem with the company. <laughs> like the kind of start was. I would just kind of hang out upstairs or just like chill in the bed and just like you're working for 10 minutes. Okay, I'm going to watch this YouTube, but that YouTube video ends up being 30 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Now you're hungry. I'm going to take a shower. And then the, the, the half the day is gone and you're not really doing anything. Yeah. But when Mark came, he sat here and he kind of just was like, uh, he was like a nail. He just like nailed me down here. I had to stay because I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. So I had to show somewhat of an example to, of the company. So Mark just basically forced me to work. Like Mark pretty much ran the company for the first little bit. It just like forced me to be down here and work Love and that. figure something out. Because if it wasn't for him coming here, I'd just be upstairs doing what I do. You know, not really working that hard. Mm-hmm. And you want to, like if you're down here and you're the boss, right? And you're this company and you want to be relevant and you want to be an actual company. You, you want to make it seem like you actually know what was, we're doing right but if you're it's so easy just to toss in the towel if it's just you here oh yeah you go upstairs you're like ah well i don't really know what to do and there's no one here to do anything try anything out with so yeah. see i'm going to watch cats yeah. run into yeah. screen doors you know and you, for, know, <laughs> you know what it's like here in the winter it gets dark at 4 30 mm. i'm calling it yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you had a dark setting down here oh, too because oh, you'd yeah. like the, it, it looked good especially on podcasts but it was like there's no denying it was a dark setting you know it wasn't exactly fell asleep a couple times yeah (laughs) definitely dark and i feel like it's colder in the winter when it's dark you know like you feel like the lights give you some heat yeah a little they might but you know just mentally that brings back good memories (laughs) but even before that belly like (laughs) like trying to run a media business and neither one of us had a phone plan you had to get what we had to go to the cash and you had one 
Yeah, but I, I didn't did. have data. I had a phone and we could call people and stuff, but like we couldn't post or anything like that on my phone yet because I was still yeah. paying it on my own. But we were going to like the Keshin Goodman library <laughs> to like get yeah. get Wi-Fi. You have a library card? No, we're just here for the Wi-Fi. Yeah. So we'll be right back. Chapters, you know, anywhere. <laughs> I, I remember, yeah, there'd be times where I couldn't even post things to Instagram and like, I'd be like, all right, where's the closest Tim? So boy, like we got to go find Wi-Fi. I didn't pay my phone bill for like two, three years. Just couldn't do it. Hey man, we, we were in Boston for crashed ice and Billy came with us and we'd go to like a store or something and Billy'd be like, nah, drop me off at like Trader Joe's or like Robin's. Mm. Let me get some internet for an hour. Just work. And we're just like, all right, well, it's a bit like at that point you're like, that's weird. Like mm. we're in the yeah. States anyways. What do you, you know, but it's like, dude, we didn't, you didn't have a phone yeah. trying to run a media business yeah. with no dude, phone, no media. That's crazy, <laughs> man. And now oh. we can go to Boston for almost a week and you can just run your phone freely. Yeah. We'd have no problem. Plus you have cameras and yeah. you, know, you, can't, you have a plan of attack and like, <laughs> uh. I remember there was like they didn't even have a car. I all remember, I'll never forget this. This was one of those moments you look in the mirror and you question everything you're doing. Like moment, it was. Uh, I did a podcast with Chris Larson down at the Sea Atlantic. They were you know like on Quinpool the. Uh, I don't know if they're there anymore, but the the soccer team, the Wanderers, they had an office like right oh, yeah. next to like video difference mm-hmm. where it used to be, mm-hmm. yep. and they used to set up there. And I was doing a pod. I didn't have, it was in my mom's basement. So I didn't really have like a home base. So I was like, all right, let's just go do it at the Wanderer's office. Always wanted to see it. And I have all this equipment. Like I still had this equipment. I had like three cameras, the mics, the laptop, the wires, this, oh, yada, yada. Probably weighed like 30 pounds, everything. And I had that bag that you have, Jeff, now. And mm-hmm. The zippers didn't work on it. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the stuff is kind of exposed. And obviously, you're in Nova Scotia. It just starts to rain. The bus stop, uh, the bus was delayed. Um you get there, everything's kind of soaking wet. You just hope it still works. You get in there and you have to put the person out. Well, I thought I wasn't psyched to do the podcast. I was really happy to do it, but you're just drenched. You're soaking wet. You have no money. You're about to talk to Larson about the event that's going on. I think it was the the hockey event that was going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, the one that, right before the pandemic, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and it got nationals. canceled. Yeah. And you do it and then you have to pack everything up. It's rush hour, six o'clock. You're stuck on the bus to get all the way back to Clayton Park. Takes two hours. Still raining. Oh. You have all your equipment, and I'm pretty sure we had like a little malfunction during the podcast. Like something, someone's mic didn't record, or so it was. And then you get back home, and then you have the parents there going. So when are you gonna get out of my fucking house? <laughs> you know, and yeah. that like I remember going downstairs and going, "All right, what are you doing, Justin?" Like this is that was the that, that moment where you're like, and you just keep going. You just, figure something you out. Just, what's that saying? Uh, tomorrow's another day. <laughs> you know, it's just that. And that, I'll never forget that moment with the podcast. Just everything soaked. You're soaked. And you're you're happy. You did it. You get home. But then the mm. parents go. Yeah. Yeah, completely rained like, on Yeah, like yeah. no one sees the hard work. Yeah. And then you get home and you have that. You put in like yeah, a real good yeah. effort of a day. Yeah, and it just like, and it's yeah. diminished to literally yeah. nothing. You get home. Everything's <laughs> soaked. Yeah. What do you, when, are you, when are you leaving this house, man? Yeah, it's tough, and I can see, I can just picture that just yeah. absolutely killing you, the malfunction back oh, then, because like, you know, we've, we've, I, I'm not gonna say we've seen everything in the in the business of like streaming and podcasts and stuff, but there's a lot of things that we've that have come up where we, our mic didn't record or we didn't record on the camera and yeah. blah blah blah. But like back then, that would you would have melted down for sure on that. But now you're good. You're just like, okay, well, here's what we can do, or like this is what happened. But back then, I'm just picturing you like just dying over the mic. Probably oh. could still hear them, but like just yeah. wasn't good enough for you. You oh, know, 
there's been times I've been <laughs> there. There was times where I was doing an interview and I know the equipment wasn't working, but I just did it anyways to make the guest not feel really. Yeah. Like you just knew it would never yeah. get released. And I just knew that when it was over, I'd have to message the person an hour later yeah. and go, Hey, do you mind if we do that again? Because you just don't want to make the person feel like it was a waste of time. Like, there's been times where, yeah, you do it and you just know it's not working, but yeah. you just still have to pretend like it is. And, yeah, just, that's the ringer. That's, that's a harrowing time. feeling. I've, yeah. d- I've had to do that with you since I started working here. As that's well. the ringer, boys. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the best thing now because now you just – people always go, how do you do it? Like, it must be a grind. And it's like it's not – it was a grind, but – now it's a grind that you just know what to expect. It's clockwork now. It's like, what do they say? Like when pain shows up, just be, the, the, where were you finally? It's waiting for you because you just know pain's <laughs> coming. It's just expected. It's like, like, hello. It's about time. You're like 20 minutes late. Yeah, old friend. Yeah. Come I on. think you're right though. Yeah. Like at this point, you just you just assume. Yeah, it's like, where are you? Let's Something's going to happen. Yeah. And then if it doesn't, great. If if not, because that's I think that's kind of the beauty part of the mindset though. Like if we're all on the same page, okay, something's going to come up here. We're ready. If it does, and then nothing comes up and you're like, nice. But if you don't think like that, I feel like then it just attacks you. It's almost like a, a personal attack on you. Why yeah. did this happen? You oh, know, yeah. because we were—I wasn't thinking anything was going to go wrong. I thought it was going to go perfect. Yeah. You, you know, have to anticipate mm. it. It's like, when's it coming? Hurry up, let's go. Yeah, and, and then, then I happens. can figure it out, and then we'll go from there. Oh yeah, it definitely. Anyways. I had a couple streams early, early with the Barons <laughs> at that BMO rank where Jamie's there, and I'm just no, it's not coming that night. Yeah. Oh, I haven't thought about that in a while. You got parents coming up to you. Hey, yeah, uh, my yeah. grandfather in uh, Kitchener, Ontario. Can't yeah. see the stream. Do you know where it is? That like set something in me so early where I was like, you. I just refuse. I refuse for like to for that to happen now. I, I refuse. It's a shit feeling. I like. But it's a necessary. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, need it. Yeah, and, and like I remember going home and I would talk to like my parents or whatever. They'd be like, oh, "It's just one game. It's just one game." Like, no, mm-hmm. it's not just one game. This is a hundred people who were expecting me to do something that I didn't deliver on, and yeah. that like that early just set it in me. Where it's like, no, like, there, like, it is gonna go well. Yeah. Like, failure is just not an option in my head at this point for that stuff. But it's because of those yeah. moments where you're like, hey, Jamie, and like. It ain't happening tonight. This is a yeah. big game. It ain't happening. Too many kiddos in the stands on our internet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you right? Keep the camera off this guy. Swallowed something, man. Want a water? Uh, no, I'm good, thanks. I had the coffee, but I was I was just about to say something. Um, this company. Tissue. No, I'm not crying. It's my eyes are watering. Um, I've I had to face a lot of fears that I didn't even know I had. Oh yeah. For this company. Like not, I'm not like, oh, I, I did it. I bowed down for the company. I meant like in this line of work, there was a lot of things that I thought I was confident in that I just was not. Oh yeah. One being a, being around a bunch of random people, which people listening to this are going, shut up, man. But that was, I was a social butterfly when I was boozing. And I realized later in life that it was like after I stopped drinking that I was like, oh my God, I'm a little bit awkward in these situations. Like I'm not as free and just like, ah, you know, I get over it. But like little things like commentating around crowds, mm-hmm. like I needed to be, how often would I be like, man, I can't go there because there's people around. Like I need to be in the booth by myself. That was a fear I had. Yep. Um, being addressed, not as like a, just like a regular goer of the rink, like someone asking you an issue or something like that on the spot yeah. when really I didn't know, you know, and I had yeah. to go to you to ask or somebody else. And I'm like, that was a fear I had that I didn't know. Just like little things that you keep unlocking. And just like, I think listening to myself was also another fear. Yeah. Because you're just like, the first couple of times you hear yourself, you're like, oh my God, mm. that's what I sound like. Because in your head, you don't sound like that. You know? And then I, there was one more one, but I think it was just like commentating and just like 
the comments of being like this guy's shit or like this guy sucks or what is this guy talking about? Yeah. And then you're just like, but then you get over them and now it's just like, whatever, you know, like, let's just yeah. go do it. Hi, hi button. How you doing? It's you know? the best. Yeah. When you get over it and you just it go does, for yeah. it. Crazy. how you unlock fears. He didn't even know. And then right? think about like 10 years from now, then what you're going to like worry about now compared to what you're worried about then. <laughs> yeah. Um, how much time are you? Uh, 48. Man. Time flies, baby. I did want to talk about Victor Hovland. Like I'm a fan. Who isn't? Like I wish golfers wore jerseys. Like that would guy get a Victor Hovland oh, jersey. We should Man. start that. Yeah. Damn it. We all clip this out. Maybe <laughs> just that was a good idea the whole time. But. Yeah. Uh, Man, I don't want to admit this. I don't care. My golf's up there. My favorite sports to watch right now. It's even though the season's over, like Tour Championship was the last event. I'm pretty sure for the PGA till till next year. But uh, I don't know. They got there's the Ryder Cups coming up. I think. Yeah, the teams are picked tomorrow. Are they? Yeah. But uh, holy smokes, just so much fun to watch. Hmm. So, and just knowing that how much money's on the line. Victor Hovland won 18 million dollars yesterday. <laughs> 18. His caddy will make more than like. You know, forty golfers probably. And Victor Hovland won two mm. weeks ago at the BMW Open, and, and they won uh, his caddy and Victor won a brand new uh, BMW. Obviously, they, they won money too, but the caddy and Victor got a brand new BMW. Then the next week, going into the Tour Championship, winning eighteen million dollars, putting a white ball in a hole. Crazy. Twenty-eight point three mil in two tournaments. Is that what it is? Can you you know just? I'm done. Hang on. Tell off. me, you tell me, Victor didn't do his homework. Victor, <laughs> Victor could work here any day. You know uh, what? He did, he did his homework. He could work here any day. Unbelievable. I'm glad you brought this up. What? Because on the way in here today, I was listening to talk radio because I'm an old fella now. And they were talking about Victor Hovland. Oh, yeah. And the the unconventional. He's from Norway, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And where he lived specifically, even in the summer, you'd get like 20 hours of, of daylight. So he could golf, golf, golf. And in the winter, it's not a full year, a year-round golfing place. So they were saying he had to go to like... I can't remember what university it was, Oklahoma State or something for golf. And yeah, then he yeah. ended up going on to the Corn Ferry Tour. And like he just did it like super unconventional and then just ended up coming through and just being absolutely on fire for the last at least month. He's only 25, too. Like yeah. he's the next phenom. And I, man, I, much as I don't really care about the live golf thing, I, I wish those players were still on the tour mm. because the best, some of the best put Cam Smith, like, you know, the finals, what was the Shoffley? I think he was four under or six. Yeah, he was six back of Hovland going into 18. And you're like, whatever, you know, it's not the best finish. But you just have to think if Brooks Kepka, Cam Smith, if some of those other guys on the live mm-hmm. tour were here on the PGA tour, it just would have been a little bit of a closer finish. It was just, it wasn't the best ideal finish on 18 because he just destroyed the whole field. But still. That level of uh, athleticism to stay composed over two weeks and just win two championships, man, I'm a fan. Man, to Victor execute Hovland. for that long, dude. Think how hard it is to put three shots. To, I know we don't practice every day, but like when you get a good shot with your pitching wedge, you assume that the next time you use your pitching wedge, which is probably in 15 minutes, <laughs> that you're going to be able to put two of them together. Yeah, yeah. And then you hit it off the tone, it goes into the woods, and you're like, man. Like how hard is it truly to lock in for that long? And it's so hard. I can't. I can't lock in for eighteen. Like I just can't. I know I smoke a lot while we do it, but it's just like, man, how do these guys do this for that long? Twenty five on under or something like if that. I, if I lived in a warmer climate, like, I always think about that. Like if I was a kid that was born in Arizona, you know, there's most likely I wouldn't have played hockey. I, I I'd hope my dad would have put me in golf. 
I, I hoped. It would have been a great uh, childhood. The places you get to see, the courses you get to go to, the prestige of it too, like the networks you make down in those colleges. Oh, oh, oh. it's expensive, man. Yeah, it's expensive. But they were saying that on the radio too. Like, if you're trying to make it in golf, it's expensive shit, man. You got to pay your caddy, you got to pay your travel fees, you know. Yeah. And if you're not making cuts, you're not making money. You're wasting money, dude. Like, essentially, is what you're doing. Yeah. And you don't really think of that perspective. Like I didn't until literally an hour ago when buddy was like holy <laughs> shit like i just you know you i assume i know i pay to golf but i didn't think you know i knew there was fees for being a, like a, a a pro and all this stuff but to think that you know they got to pay for all this stuff i know they have sponsors and stuff too but if you're just a guy coming up you don't have shit you're you have to pay all this and you're not making cuts and you're just wasting money man it's crazy yeah and that's what makes it even more exciting to watch knowing they're playing to eat well, maybe not the guys we're watching on TV. They're eating for life. But mm-hmm. you just see some of these no-namers win a tournament. You're like, that's the biggest paycheck I'll ever get. You know, you see a guy win a tournament and you never heard of him before. He takes home four mil for him and his family. It's yeah. like that underdog is still there. It's kind of cool. Has to go back and mow greens on Monday as the maintenance yeah, guy at his local court. You know, like, Golf's a weird sport <laughs> like that. You go know back I mean? to Farmer Clems oh. <laughs> after, after winning four mil. Yeah. But like even the last place guy, man, he makes like – like tenth place makes like you know a mil. Yesterday, yeah, not most tournaments, but yesterday, yeah, tenth place was a mil. The guy who finished thirtieth won half a mil. American. So you like you like you'll sit down and watch golf. Yeah. Will you, Jeff? Uh, I know you don't have the itch like we do, but like. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I I enjoy watching it. It's an entertaining sport. If there's good guys at the end, I've got my favorites: Morikawa, Shambo, those guys. But mm. I probably wouldn't have stuck around for that one yesterday. No, That's love of the game right there. I can't watch golf, man. Like, I'm, I'm going to lose some friends over this probably, but I'll pretend. Like, if we're all watching golf, I'm not going to be like, Pun, huh? yeah. you know, like, I'll sit there and watch it with you. But it's just like, if I'm trying to go to sleep, I'll watch golf. Oh, yeah. I just, it's, I don't know, man. It's just. I love it. Don't you find it interesting? Because you're trying to, like, you're, like, you're playing, like, it's such a unique sport. And, like, when you watch an NHL game, you're nowhere near those guys. Yeah. Same thing with PGA, but, like, at the end of the day, you're using the same clubs. Mm-hmm. You you know, in theory, you could be playing the same courses. So it's like watching the master at something you care about is a, that's what it breaks down to, right? Yeah. I just I, maybe I maybe it's just me. Like maybe my attention span or my my like my mental capacities isn't there to watch golf. Like I I like I'll watch it for like 15 minutes. I'm like, you do this is sick, and then I'm like, man, it's similar to rack, baseball. You know, it's, it's similar. It's <laughs> yeah, just yeah. background. Yeah. That's true. It's good Sunday cooking meal mm. type TV. Mm. It's there. And, you know, when they get down to the last three holes, like you're glued into it. I don't mm. know. I, I, I like it a lot. It's sick. It'd be sick to learn how to stream it one day. Say this. I like it a lot mm. now more. I never would have even considered. Like even in the highlights on Sportsnet when I was younger. Mm. No. Yeah, same. I'll watch basketball, but not golf. Yeah. But now I will. But that's me too. I'm a cheater. Like I'd rather just get up. Most of my knowledge is from highlights. You know, I'll listen to the sports anchors go on for 15 minutes about this topic and I'll retain every goddamn word somehow. And then I'm just come back here and I spew it and I feel like, you know, put I'm it all an together expert, you know, an like, hour long podcast. All I do is just take what Jay Onright said and put it in my own words, you know, it's just like, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of boring for me to yeah, watch, but fair. I love it. That's fair. You got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, appreciate everyone tuning in. Appreciate everyone listening. Any, actually, any of you guys got to promote anything? You got uh, any public appearances you want to tell anyone about? No. Nope. Keep an eye out for the streams and everything coming forward here soon. It'll be custom channels and everything. So if you're following a team, it'll be nice and organized for you. Okay, yeah. nice. Dudes, you got anything to promote? Um, not really. Eh, kind of, I guess. We do highlight videos, highlight packages. If you're trying to get seen, 
I'm an absolute expert. We are in this field. I wouldn't say expert, but we're good. We do those, so don't forget. <laughs> we're at the games anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, if you want your team streamed, we don't care what sport it is. We don't care what kind of event it is. Hit us up. Don't be afraid. We're very friendly guys. We're love, team guys, glue guys. Love we're, coffee. And if it has to do with sports, there's a good chance we can do it. So hit us up. That's all I'm going to say. Keep, let's get the Twiggies going. I love that. All right. I got nothing else to say. I appreciate everyone tuning in, everyone liking, downloading, viewing, commenting, observing, sharing opinions. Basically, just interacting is the word I should have said. But thank you for interacting <laughs> with us. Uh, love each and every single one of you. Make sure, please, guys, buy those hats, those T-shirts. Quality. Quality. What, we got I want to say one more thing. Oh, I yeah. should have said this. Yeah, go for it. I'm a huge hat guy. You guys know this. I have hundreds of them. Yeah. This is not because it's a high-button hat. This is easily top three hats in my wardrobe right now. It went through three rains in golf, three sweats, a cottage trip and a road trip already, and it looks like it is fresh out of the package. I'm not shitting you, folks. Yeah. These are the real deal. They're, they're, great. Go, they're They're going quick, too, so make sure to get these hats before they're all gone. Going quick. High button sports. Love each and every one of you. Right. Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death's construction In the fields of bodies burning As the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Wash minds. Oh, larger.
darkness world stops turning Ashes where the body's burning No more war pigs of the power And as God has struck the hour Day of judgment God is calling Underneath the war pigs crawling Begging mercies for the sins Satan laughing spreads his wings Oh Lord 